friends, Chris Sauter, lead pastor at Neighborhood Church. We work hard at creating content every week that is life-giving and inspiring for people to live a full life. So we're inviting people who find this stream to be life-giving and encouraging to consider becoming a sustaining member at Neighborhood Church. That could be a one-time gift or to subscribe monthly. And you can do that at neighborhoodchurchmn.org. Thank you, friends, and enjoy the message. We are um, talking today about the Whole30. Smash that like button if you've ever done the Whole30. Because, uh, exactly, right? The Whole30. The whole, the whole There's a whole community of us. But here's the thing. Um, you maybe have people in your life that um, are just really put together. Do you know someone like this? They have an answer for everything and it's good. They, people will come at them and they can just pivot with grace and love they have like they can spot dimes on the side of the road because they have good eyesight. Um, they they have great jokes. They just get all the memes right. They, it's like all put together. And we're friends with these people. And this is why I'm convinced that people are friends with me because I'm so put together. And we want to be around these people because it feels good and we like them. But mostly because when they lose it, it's amazing. <laughs> Right? We love it because they can go from like, I'm calm, cool, and collected, all of a sudden like, the, the whole house is on fire, right? And then, so, like, I, for me, since I am put together and hip with it in a while, um, I do lose it every once in a while. And Nikki and I, we're on the whole 30. You're going to have to help me with this, honey, because I can't remember all of it. Um, we're on the whole 30, and this is why we're on the whole 30, because we were planting a church. Um, we didn't have a house because we sold our house, and we were buying a house, so we decided to move in with my parents as grown adults with three children. <laughs> Highly recommend. And we thought, hey, why not do all this? They were very generous. Oh, my family used to ask my parents. They would have to say, they look at the camera the same way. Yes, highly recommend. Um, and then uh, on top of that, we said, hey, why don't we also go on the Whole30? And the Whole30 is not a diet. It's a lifestyle. I thought of that. I did. We're not talking about. No, we're not talking about that right now. No, Um, uh, I did the whole twenty nine. I didn't do the whole thirty. Because you you were supposed to the whole thirty. Like you chose to eat things or drink things, and I said, Nikki, I'll do this. I actually did the whole thirty twice. You did the whole twenty nine twice. But I might be taking you off of your. It's fine. Uh, um, The whole twenty nine because I I still drink alcohol. I still have one. <laughs> so that's, I did everything except that one. That's why I called the whole 29. Um, but now, oh, they, they have all these terms, right? Because when you, um, like one thing you don't eat, one thing of your lifestyle, not a diet, is I didn't eat pizza. And my life was pretty much, I realized at this point, pretty much founded on pizza. And I was great for like eight, nine days. I was amazing. But I was dreaming of pizza, but I'm like, I can do this. I'm put together. I'm calm, cool, and collected, right? Um, until I wasn't. And um, they have a, t- what's the term in the whole 30 where you just lose it? I know there's tiger blood where you feel like you can do all things. You can do all the things. You, I don't know if you're the, talking about your sugar dragon. You're trying to sugar something. Your my, sugar my pizza dragon, dragon is pizza what came dragon. out. 
Um, and so my family and I, we're about to go to the cities for a week, and I'm about to shut the door where we are then going to leave, right, the back door. And I happened to see one of my children, um, and this was several years ago, they, I don't usually look at their feet, but I looked at their feet and they had no shoes and they had no socks. And so I'm like, oh, okay, well, kid, um, why don't you just put them on so we don't have to smell your feet? And the way they responded was, oh, I'm like, oh, what? They're like, oh, I forgot to. And again, I just want to go back. We were about to shut the van, hop in a car, drive somewhere for a week. And one of my children did not like just take their shoes and socks off. They forgot that we're even supposed to wear them. They, had, they weren't even in the car. And for whatever reason, this was like the, the tick, 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 boom. And I lost it. I absolutely, do you remember that? I think I've suppressed it. Somewhere. I think you should. Oh man, I just lost it. I started like yelling. I was yelling at the heavens like, who doesn't remember shoes? What are we doing? What is society? I just went nuts. All right. And this is how we start the passion of the Christ. Talking about losing it. <laughs> right? Because all the humanity came out. And um, we often think of like the humanity coming out of us as somehow being less than. Like when we... It was like if I walked up to, if I walked up to you, Nikki, and I said, "Ooh, you're so human," would that would that work? That yeah, because I'm saying it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> right. We don't usually associate the word. It's like saying you're so average. See right there, you prove my point, right? Why is why is human average? Why is human less than? Everybody's what? See? No, this is that's really good. Why we 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 use that word like it's like of humanity, and we usually attach the word like depraved. We've been taught somehow that to be human is to be less than, because what is sacred, what is holy, it's usually something elsewhere, some other destination, some other time, or at least in some other person or some other body. When's the last time that you that you um, (laughs) I was gonna say that word. When's the last time that you um, you looked at yourself? And you said, this is sacred. We don't always treat our human or our body as sacred. Where does this come from? Well, it comes from this Hellenistic philosophy, Greek philosophy that says that what is pure, what is really good is the spirit, right? And the body is just to be tolerated. The body is just this flesh bag that gets you through to some point where your spirit can become more enlightened. And then it will be released to some heaven, to some place where it is the, the really good thing. And um, like Socrates, right? Um, if you're a um, Gen Xer, then, it, then it's Socrates. Anyone remember that? Socrates? All right, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Uh, <laughs> Socrates, um, right before he died, took a vial of poison and his friends are freaking out and he goes hey brothers chill vibe with me that's exactly what he said right vibe with me my spirit is going somewhere even better right and maybe you've heard something like this a lot of worship music a lot of christian music is about like oh we're so broken we're so depraved let the rain fall on my sorry face all right we treat as, as something is so wrong and detested you can Use that if you want, Sarah. Um, that we need to be re- rescued out of something, right? Or maybe you've heard it this way. Have you, have you met any people who say, well, uh, I know where I'm going, right? And that's usually a, a sign of saying, well, um, I don't need to believe in science. And no, I don't need to wear a mask. And no, I'm not worried about COVID. Or no, I don't need to wear a seatbelt. Or that whatever you're trying to ask someone or invite someone into that the, the behavior or thinking or action might be dangerous, they say, well, 
I know where I'm going. That is a sign of saying what's the most important part of me is not in this lived experience, not in the now, it's not in this breath. The best part of me is my spirit, it's my soul. And I know I'm going to heaven. So whatever happens on this earth is less than, it's not as important. And that way of thinking, that way of seeing is um, you're missing out because what about the people who love you? And what about the joy and the life and the work that we can do in this space right now? And it, it's funny because when we think about Jesus, do we think about Jesus being human? And do we see the humanity of Jesus? And we can even like, get bigger. Do you even see the humanity of the Bible as something beautiful, as something to be experienced, something to be known, something to be relevant? Because thank God that Jesus and his humanity plays out because it brings hope. So we're going to see it. Uh, here it is. I'm going to be reading out of Matthew 26. And it's the, we're starting in verse 36, if you'd like to follow along. Then Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to them, sit here while I go over there and pray. He took Peter and two sons of Zebedee along with him, and he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. That's Jesus saying, stay here, be with me. I'm so sorrowful to the point of death. Um, where am I at? Uh, stay here and keep watching me. And then my soul's going. So stay here and keep watching me. Verse 39, going on a little further, he fell with his face to the ground and he prayed, my father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. Then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Couldn't you, couldn't you men keep watch with me one more hour? He asked Peter, verse 41, watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. He went away a second time and prayed, My father, if it, is, if it is not possible for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it, may your will be done. And when he came back, he again found them sleeping because their eyes were heavy. So he left them and went away once more and prayed a third time, saying the same thing. Then he returned to the disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Look, the hour has come. The Son of Man is delivered into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us go. Here comes my betrayer. There is so much in those, what, 12 verses, right? Those nine verses, there's so, there's so much happening. Let me set the scene, all right? Uh, right before this is the Last Supper, which we're going to be talking about in a, a couple weeks. Um, this is where Jesus gets on his knees and he has this intimate moment where he's washing the feet. They have this meal in the book of John. This is where John um, talks about hearing 